Welcome to another episode of Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one hour, and today, health. I'm turning 37 tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, by the time this airs, it'll have, it'll have been last Wednesday. But tomorrow, as of now, when we record, I turned 37. And uh, here's basically uh, what I'm doing for my birthday. Uh, I have to get a stress test. I have to get a... Uh, an ultrasound. I have to get blood work done. I have to get a urine test done. Uh, all these things, all four of these taking place on the morning of my 37th birthday. Uh, and I can get into why I have to do each. The blood test is because uh, I had a high cholesterol about, uh, I don't know, five, six months ago when it got checked. So we need to recheck that. Urine, I don't know. They need me to pee. They need to look at the pee. I don't know what they're getting out of pee that they're not getting out of the blood. Sometimes I think they just want the pee because it's a weird thing they're into. I don't know, but they need the pee. Uh, ultrasound, making sure uh, the, the, the liver and all that stuff is working properly and looking okay. And then finally, uh, stress test. That's the big one. Heart. Heart. Why do I got to get a stress test? Well, because uh, I started jogging recently, and I've been having chest pains when I jog. Now, I don't think that the chest pains are anything serious because they don't last, last for an extraordinarily long period of time. They don't even last a few minutes. My chest just starts to hurt when I get really winded. Uh, it could be a million things. It could be muscle pain. It could be the lungs. I think uh, it could be, you know, the pain from the vibration of running, uh, you know, that gets created by your feet repeatedly pounding on the pavement. Or last but not least, it could be heart. But I don't think it is heart. I know the Internet isn't really a, a necessarily valuable source of health information, but I went on there and did some research, and every single thing I found from what looked to be, to me, legitimate medical information sites, they all said the same thing. If you have chest pain while you're jogging and it persists for 15 minutes or more uh, and is accompanied by neck and arm pain, uh, shortness of breath that's not related to the actual running, uh, or sweating that's not related to the actual running, or nausea, you might have a problem. Go to the hospital immediately. None of that shit was happening. The pain wasn't even lasting a minute long. It just it would it would happen, and it wasn't even unbearable. I was able to deal with it. It was just discomfort. So I went to my new doctor, which we'll get into that in a second. I went to my new doctor because I finally have uh, some health insurance here. Uh, thank God for the writing gig, man. Jesus. Writing job. Now, I had insurance last year through uh, my the actors' union after one of the actors' unions. But you still had to, like, pay for it and stuff. And and uh, there was, like, co-pays and all that. I got in with Blue Cross Blue Shield through the Writers Guild. And I feel like I'm like the rest of America right now. I have, like, normal health insurance now. There's not a fairly large copay, And uh, I have, like, a lot of doctors to choose from. I'm not shitting on the after health insurance. I'm going to need it again, but I'm kind of shitting on it a little bit because they didn't give you a wide array 
kind of felt like you got to the toy store on Christmas Eve morning. They were like, well, here's what's left. Who's willing to, you can use one of these guys. Uh, the, uh, anyway, I'm with Blue Cross Blue Shield now. And, uh, you know, look, they, uh, they're pretty good. Uh, and I got coverage and it's nice and it feels good. But I went to my new doctor and you know what? Here's where I defend AFTRA. Doesn't matter that AFTRA Health Insurance was offering me what seemed to be like a very limited selection. Doesn't matter that Blue Cross Blue Shield was offering me what seemed to be a, a very versatile selection. It's all the same shit. Why is every doctor so goddamn lawsuit conscious that they can't give you a fucking straight answer about anything? I was like, listen, I had high cholesterol. Okay, well, that, 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 that shouldn't be happening. You should not have high cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware I shouldn't have high cholesterol. Okay, what does it mean? Well, well, we got to fix it. That's not good at your age. We got to fix it. Yeah, yeah. No shit, we got to fix it. Am I going to have a fucking stroke right now? Is that going to happen right in this moment? Because your tone suggests stroke right now. Is that what's going to happen? Well, I wouldn't say that. But I would need to warn you that you need to be careful. Oh, for fuck's sake. Can we just talk to each other like two goddamn grown adults, please? Is that possible? Can we talk to each other like two grown-ups? Halfway through the exam, the doctor goes, do you drink? I go, yeah. He goes, you're not supposed to have more than two alcoholic beverages a day. And I go, yeah, I, I know. And he goes, that is a rule of health care. I go, I know what it is. I don't follow that rule. And I go, I don't drink every day, but when I do, I don't have just two. And uh, he goes, you should only have two. And I go, uh, are you telling me that because of what you're seeing as you examine me? Or are you just telling me that as a general blanket statement? He's like, oh, no, I'm just telling you that as a general blanket statement. Don't do that. But the healthcare doesn't work if that's the way you work it. It can't work if you make everything a blanket application. It can't. You have to specify that's why doctors are called specialists a lot of the time, because they're supposed to have specialties that they can offer you, special knowledge that they can give you and bestow upon you. Give me some of that. Don't just fucking get through the blanket thing. Fine. Yeah, you're right. Then why did it even come in here? Then I'll just stay home, and I'll make sure I never have more than two drinks a day. Uh, I'll make sure I never eat fried foods. Uh, I'll never smoke a cigarette. And then I'm fine, right? Then I'm fine. Then I'm totally cool, right? No, you're not, as we all know. As we all know from the dozens of random people we know in our own lives that have dropped dead mysteriously from nothing, from out of nowhere. When you were growing up, they made it sound like that shit was so, you know, crazy, like that that couldn't happen to you. You know, that it was such a rare thing that happened. I remember the, the big story when I was growing up was that bad. And I hate that I forgot his name right now. But there was that basketball player. He was a college player, and he had he collapsed on the court. He had this heart attack, or, or I think it was a heart attack, and he just died. I remember everybody being like, oh, my God, you know, that never happens. And it's like, well, that doesn't really happen if you're talking specifically exactly what happened to him. But you know what does happen? People young, maybe a little older than him, maybe younger than him, dying from weird random shit that never happens all the fucking time like look at jim henson for christ's sakes 
You know, he he had like a cough, and he was like, oh, "I got a cold," and he and he just died. John Ritter, that happened to him. Like he was on set of his TV show, he's like, "I feel kind of sick," and he fucking died. He was pronounced dead on arrival. Uh, uh, who, who was uh, Liam Neeson's wife? That was the that was uh, died skiing. Uh, I want to say Natasha Henstridge. Was that her name? Wasn't that her name? Ernie. Ernie, we call him the walking Wikipedia. He has no clue. Not even a not even a slight. It's fine. I don't know either. I'm not giving you. Yeah. But Leonice is what she was skiing. She she like fell, like, from what I understand, gently. And was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And they're like, we need to take you to the hospital just to be sure. That's when she fucking died. Because something got knocked around when she hit her head. I, I don't know. I'm so dumb that I don't even know, like, the specifics and details of what happened. Or at least I can't remember. Um, but my point is, is blanket doesn't work. Okay, the blanket approach doesn't work when it comes to healthcare. Clearly, very weird, specific things happen to different people. So fucking talk to me. Make this, you're my lawyer. This is a case-by-case situation. That's what I want to hear right now. I want you to talk to me like a lawyer. Listen, man, here's what we did in Bartum versus the state. We it had never been done before. It was an unprecedented legal maneuver, but it worked. And I think we can win with this one. That Yeah, that's what I want from my doctor. Fucking say that to me. Hey, man, listen. It was an unprecedented health maneuver, but I had a, I had a patient... Diet of Big Macs. That's all he ate. Lived to be 102. I can't explain it, but let's give it a shot. Fine. I'm in. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. So I am supposed to get this battery of health tests tomorrow. Uh, I'm freaked out. Freaked out about it. Because I'm like, I might be fine. Uh, I might not be. I don't know. This is the way the guy talked to me. You know? And then, like, I dep- and then by the way, I'm leaving the office. My doctor's office. I go... He's like giving me the prescription for the stress test. He's like, you're going to go here, da, da, da. I go, okay. He goes, all right. I go, hey, should I not jog until we get the results of this? And he goes, yes, that is correct. You should not jog. Well, why the fuck didn't you tell me that, man? Why did I have to ask you that? We're in the room. He's like, that cholesterol thing, you know, diet, very important. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Thank you. Thank you. What class did you learn that in in med school? Uh, today, uh, we're doing a diet. Very important. You know, guys, it's important. So try to remember that and tell everybody that uh, the diet's important. Thanks. Thank you very much. That's that's great. That's kind of like that Seinfeld bit, the tube in the circle. Did you ever hear that bit, Ernie? That's a funny. Seinfeld had a bit, commercial. Um, forget it. Just go listen to it. <laughs> This is your tube, this is your circle. It was the commercial for the, uh, they, they'd always show the diagram of the body on the medicine commercials, and it would always be a guy's mouth, and there would be a tube going down to a circle, which was his stomach. And he was like, apparently, this is what they think human body looks like. What, are they all standing around in med school? Okay, today we cover the tube, which connects to the circle, and that's about all we know. Come in tomorrow, you'll practice making people wait in their underwear in another room for 45 minutes. Then you'll all be doctors. <laughs> it honestly feels like that. The guy said that to me. Eat healthy. 
And I go, yeah, I mean, I'm eating healthier. I changed my diet. He goes, well, it's not just a little. You need to be, uh, you know, fairly strict. Oh, for will you fucking tell me something, please? I called. Uh, I called a good doctor friend of mine, whose name I won't reveal because I don't want to burn him to his to his associates. I called him today. I go, dude. Is every doctor in the world a fucking asshole? Did every douchebag in the world join this profession? And he goes, oh yeah, completely. They're all narcissists. They're egomaniacs. They don't give you the proper information. They're assholes. They're dismissive. Yeah, they're, they're assholes. He's like, I wish you lived where I lived. I'd take care of you. I'm like, I know you would. I swear to God, I'm thinking about flying out to my buddies to fucking 15 states away to get medical attention for my friend because I can't find a decent doc. I don't know. The guy I'm going to, I mean, look, maybe he'll turn out to be a gem. Uh, you know, who knows? It's still new. They need to have a match.com for doctors. That's what they need to have, where you can go through like 10, 15 doctors in a month if you need to. You date as many doctors as you want and find the one that works for you. And then, you know, and then you go make a commercial. This will be you and your doctor all happy. I can't remember the last time I was happy with a doctor. Everybody is so scared. That they're going to get sued, man. This guy was talking to me like as if, I mean, you would have thought that I had like exposed gangrene on my leg. My teeth were falling out of my mouth. Like, you know, blurred vision, dizziness, couldn't walk a straight line. He's talking to me like I'm gonna drop dead in two seconds. Like I'm like I have typhus or something. I can't be that unhealthy. I know I'm not the portrait of health. I know that. I know you know I don't have a ripped hard body as they say. You know I know I don't have that. But Jesus Christ, I'm not a mess. I'm not a mess. I got a little bit of a gut. I got a little. Tiny case of the man tits. I got a little bit of a double chin. That's it, man. I can't be in that bad of shape. I see fucking... I'm not picking on fat people. But I see fat people walking around all day eating goddamn ice cream. Their fucking doctor isn't shaking them by the lapels going, dude, you got to get your shit together, man. You better watch out. They don't seem alarmed at all. I've never seen in my life a stressed out fat man in my life. I think that's why they're fat, because they just don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck, man. They are just, eh, I'm living large and in charge. Just fucking strolling along, man. Ugh, sorry I'm saying fuck so much. I'm just wound up about this and I curse a lot. Uh, oh, I curse when I get going. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I, I can't be that unhealthy. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not unhealthy in any way, but I can't be that unhealthy. I can't be. Either either I am. Okay, it's two things. Either I'm not that unhealthy and I'm right, or 65% of this country's population doesn't give a fuck what their doctor says. And I just don't find that plausible. I don't find it plausible. You know what I think? I think people, there's, there's, 
there's a bigger weight issue in the Midwest than there are than there is, you know, in the in the well, certainly way more so than in like LA or New York or San Francisco or whatever. You know, those are like sort of industry type cities. So you have people that want to be on television and want to be hip and want to be in the latest fashions, whatever. So people are more fit when you go to those cities. Um, but you get out into the satellite cities, as they as they're called, sometimes you know Midwest stuff. You start to see a lot more weight. You know what I think it is? I think I don't think it's because everybody makes fun of that and goes, "Ah, eh, fucking people in the Midwest and the South, bunch of fucking, they don't give a shit. They're eating fried chicken, lo- loads of shit, lard ass, loads of shit." No, that's not what it is. You know what I think it is? I think they live in places where real people live. And their doctors are real people that they've known their whole lives. And their doctors are like, dude, you, you, you're a little fat. doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. They talk to them like real people and don't scare the goddamn shit out of them. We don't want to be healthy out here in Los Angeles. We've just been scared into it. Everybody gets scared into it. Nobody on TV would be skinny if they didn't get scared into it. If there wasn't these fucking witch doctors out there telling all of us that if we eat quinoa and drink green shit, that we'll live until the end of time. Guess what? It's not happening. It's not happening. Death is random. You cannot steer the ship. You cannot steer the ship. I can't stress that enough. You cannot steer the ship. Death is random. You're not going to get up under it. It's going to get up under you, and it's going to get up under you whenever it feels like it. Death doesn't audit you like the IRS. Death is a rapist. It comes and it takes what it wants when it wants to. People think that they can bargain and make deals with it and whatever. That is fairy tale shit. You can't. When your number is up, your number is up. All right, that's our podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm scared of dying. You know, I'm talking over here. I, you know, I, I I sound like I'm okay with it and I'm comfortable. I'm not okay with it. It terrifies me. It terrifies me. Dying. I think at length about how, when, uh, where, and why I'm going to die. I think about it all the time. How. You know, what's going to go down, man? It's going to go down. Cement truck hit me as I cross the street. Guy walking up behind me as I'm walking, listening to my stupid iPhone. You know, just throat slit, maybe. Ceiling collapse. Terrorist attack. Train wreck. Car crash. Cancer. Ebola. Emphysema. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS. Who knows? I don't know how it's coming. Could be a could be a homicide. Could be a suicide. I can't see in the future. I don't think I'd ever kill myself. I don't think I would. But I don't know. Who knows where I'll be three days from now? I can't see that far ahead. Right now, I wouldn't do it. Who knows how it's coming? Who knows when it's coming? Am I going to get to live a long life? Am I going to grow old? Am I going to grow old with somebody? Whether it's a wife or a wife and kids or just kids or just friends. Or am I going to be alone? 
Or am I not going to even get that far? Is it going to happen tomorrow? Is it going to happen tonight? Could happen five minutes from now. Stroke, heart attack. Who knows? Could happen during this podcast. You don't know when it's coming. You just don't know. I know sometimes people get a warning because their doctor says to them, you're sick and this is how much time you might, may or may not have left. I realize that does happen sometimes. But I think those instances are much, much rarer than we think they are. And also, how many times have you heard the story where the guy goes, doctor said I had six months to live, live 12 more years. That happens all the fucking time too. So when is frightening? When is probably the scariest question. It's a little scarier than how to me. How, when, where, where? Every one of those ways of dying could take place in a different place. I don't know. You know, but I do think about that. Is it going to be in my home? Is it going to be in a hospital? Is it going to be on the street because things went terribly wrong and I became homeless? Is it going to be in the air because it was in a plane and it crashed? Is it going to be on the water because I was in a boat and it sank? Or I drowned because the undertow in the ocean caught me or a shark bit me and pulled me under? Who the fuck knows? And why? That's the philosophical one. That's the big one. Not the scariest, but the biggest. Why? Why? Why am I going to die? I don't mean why do I have to. We all have to. I mean why? Will it be justified or will it be unfair? You know what I like to do? I like to go on Wikipedia and I like to read about people that I admire, usually famous people, um, uh, or, or you know, celebrated people, I should say. And uh, one of the things, whenever they're dead, I always read how they died, especially if they died young. And I'm always looking for the why. I always want to find the why. Why did they die? Why did they die? Why was it? Was it, was it justified? He died at 32. What happened? That's so young. How did he die at 30? Oh, oh, heroin overdose. Okay. Okay. That's, we, can, we, can, we can trace some steps here and we can point fingers to what caused it. Okay, that's fine. All right, okay. Died at 76. From what? Cancer. What kind of cancer? Lung cancer? Was he a smoker? Yes? Ooh, okay. Okay. There's at least some justification there. I'm not saying it's okay that it happened, but I'm just saying there's at least a little justification. But sometimes, man, sometimes you'll read one. Died when? 23. What? From what? Cancer? Oh, what kind? Lung cancer? At 23? He wasn't a smoker? What? It was melanoma that metastasized and turned into... Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even... I start reading shit like that. Woo! I am down the rabbit hole on that stuff. That's downward spiral reading for me. I don't care for it. I hate that why question. God damn, I hate it. I hate it. Not as scary as when, but it'll fuck with you. It'll fuck with you. This is a real pick-me-up of a podcast today. I just spilled coffee all over my goddamn shirt. Fucking cocksucker, which I feel like was the universe being like, dude, Jesus Christ, who wants to listen to this shit? I don't know. I don't know, universe, who wants to listen to it? Leave me the fuck alone. You're going to dump coffee on me about it. I don't know who wants to listen to it. I want, to li- I want to talk about it. How about that? How about that? Is that enough, universe? 
How about you tell me uh, the rhyme or reason when it comes to life and death, and then I'll try to figure out who wants to listen to a podcast where I'm telling them death will rape them to death. Don't ask me any questions, universe. I'm not in the mood today. Here's another fear of mine, and this is this is the where question we'll speak to, that I'll, that I'll be in the hospital for a long time. That really frightens me, man. I feel terrible for people that end up in that situation. You know? Because it's not a fun place to be, obviously. You know? Unless, like, you're in that Robin Williams hospital, then maybe that's fun. Comes around with his clown nose on. But only kids get that. How come only kids get that? How come only kids get, like, a fucking clown that comes around and entertains them? Why don't, why don't parent, uh, grown-ups get that? Haven't they earned it? I think it's nice that you do it for the kids. It's sweet. You know, kids are scared. They can't they can't grasp it as much as adults do. That doesn't mean adults aren't scared either. I'm scared shitless. I want a mag- magician every hour in my room if I'm ever dying in the hospital. Magician on the hour, every hour. I want a couple comedians coming in. I want a few laughs. I want a few broads. Is that that's the least they could do? You think they would let you do that? Can you have sex in the hospital or is it like prison? Are you allowed to have like conjugal visits in the hospital? I think you might be. But then again, I don't think you are allowed to. I don't know. I wonder if you can. I'm going to see if I can try to look this up as I talk here. It's a one-man band, people. I got Ernie over there recording me. Anything that I want to know right now, I gotta, I gotta look it up. We don't have interns here. We don't have fucking interns. We don't have a co-host. We don't have a guest. Just me. It's just me. So bear with me while I try to look this up. Conjugal visits, hospital. I spelled conjugal right the first time. That's amazing. That'll ma- literally make me happy for the next ten minutes. Uh, okay, here's Yahoo Answers. <laughs> Reliable source of information. Uh, I know some. Somebody wrote this. I know some, uh, I'm trying to find the person who wrote it, so I don't take questions, eh, whatever, I can't find their name. I know some jails allow them, but maybe some mental health institutions do too. How about standard medical hospital? Some people say it has healing capabilities. That's amazing. I have never heard that about the vagina before, but hey, <laughs> at least I can justify my obsession with it now. Uh, here's an answer from a guy named Joseph B., it is actually illegal to have sex in a VA hospital. Oh, of all the hospitals to make it illegal and let those guys get laid, for Christ's sakes. Jesus Christ. The VA hospital, these guys can't have sex after they just saw the horror, the ultimate horrors of life. They can't have sex. Come on, guys. It says because you could also lead, it could lead to the spread of disease to both patient and visitor. Not just STDs. Well, then so could visiting then. What are you talking about? If it's not STDs, what are you worried about? If it's a cold or the flu, anybody could give that to you if they visit you at the wrong time, you know? And if it is STDs, who gives a shit? What is one VA guy going to go fuck his whole platoons blowing each other? That's not going to happen. One guy gets herpes from some hooker that came in. Let him have it. That doesn't have to be a hooker. It could be his wife that gives him herpes after they make sweet love. Uh, this lady, Lauren, writes, I almost choked on my food when I saw this. Are you crazy? 
I work at a hospital, and by no circumstances do we allow conjugal visit. That is only in jail. So in jail, you can you're, you have more sexual freedom? What, what the fuck's this lady's problem? She just choked on her food. You, you're dying in the hospital. At the end of your life, you did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. You're unfairly sick, and you're in a hospital, and you can't have a little sex before you die? Are you nuts? Are you nuts? You know what? This is another thing that bothers me about healthcare. Everything is done under the guise of it's for your own good. Well, guess what? I'm not a fucking child. I'm an adult. Okay? I don't need you protecting me any more than supplying me with medicine and hooking me up to any machine I need to be hooked up with. That's all I need from you. For other than that, you, you slice me open if it calls for it, and that's it. That's the end of it. I don't need any more than that from you, the medical folk, okay? You're going to tell me what's good for me? Well, you know, sex isn't a... Blow me. I'm dying here. I'm going to have sex. I'm going to have sex. And then if you try to leave, well, we can't leave. The doctor hasn't approved that you leave. Well, then what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to do... You know what? I, I'm going to put this out to every person in the hospital right now that is feeling horny and is being deprived conjugal visits. I urge you to stand up and start masturbating in your rooms, and then take it out into the hallways. I All right, you know what? I don't urge you to do it because I know that's illegal, and I'm not supposed to urge anybody to do illegal things, but I can't stop you if you do want to do it. Now it's out there in the ether. The idea is just floating there. What are you going to do? You're going to let it just float there? You're going to do it. I say you do it. I don't say you do it. I'm not urging you. But maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sending you the urge to do it. Uh, or I'm applying pressure mentally, and I'm not saying it from here till the end of the podcast. But my point is, is they're going to tell you you can't have sex in the hospital. You get up, and you maybe you start masturbating. Just maybe. That'd be a hell of a protest, Ern. I can't believe that they they just... Oh, God. You can't, you can't criticize healthcare people either, man. My last... Comedy Central half hour I did. I did a routine about nurses. And boy, oh boy. God forbid you criticize the nurses. Doctors, I don't know. I'm assuming they're the same, given the fact that my friend who is a doctor today told me that all doctors are, are narcissists. But Jesus Christ, I had nurses coming up to me. You would have thought that I was denying the Holocaust. The way these these women, not all nurses. I had some nurses come to me and go, that was funny, and I thought you were right on. And my point was just, I had seen my mom in the hospital. She was bad. She she was getting through cancer. She's better now. She's fine. Um, but she was in the hospital, and I had seen some nurses take really great care of her, and I'd seen others not. And I had a realization sitting there day after day in the hospital for weeks, week after week after week, that, oh, nursing is just another job like any other. Just because you're a nurse doesn't mean you're this wonderful, selfless martyr. You're not. Some people just take it for the job. Now, some nurses are wonderful, selfless martyrs, but a lot of them aren't. Just like a lot of cops are great cops, a lot of them aren't. A lot of guys in the military are honorable brave, wonderful men. Not all of them are great guys. 
Not all of them are great guys. It's not impossible to meet somebody who's been in the military who acts like an asshole. It's possible. Not every fireman is a gem. What is this idealistic notion we approach all these jobs with? That these people are the salt of the earth and you can never criticize and no way could ever there be a person that got into that position that was just doing it for money or was lazy or self... Fuck you. Grow up. Grow up. Some nurses suck, okay? And I'm allowed to criticize that, okay? And if you whine and get upset about it, I'm going to bet you a hundred thousand million trillion dollars that you're upset because you're self-conscious about your own duties as a nurse and your own performance. That's my prediction, Ernie. What do you think, huh? I like talking to Ernie because he doesn't respond, which is fine. I don't expect him to. I just enjoy, I think it's funny to keep talking to him. There's silence. Kind of like Jay and Silent Bob. You have one guy running his mouth who might sound convincing but might not really know what the fuck he's talking about and then another guy that just sits there quietly and for some reason puts up with it i like this dynamic anyway i don't know does any of this really matter does any of it really matter you know what i mean as i said before your number's up your number's up what are you gonna do I think that also, too, like, we've been living, you know, most of us, I guess, or many of us, have been living in this country since birth. I think the USA machine has been going far too long for any of us to truly live healthy. We've been fed chemicals in our food, leached foods, since birth. We've been inhaling air pollution, toxic fumes since birth, trans fats, saturated fats, sugars since birth, uh, improper exposure to sunlight since birth. I found out recently that when they cut your grass, like when they do your lawn and all that stuff, they, they're like, there's like potentially cancerous fumes with that. There's like potentially cancerous fumes, like, like, like when somebody like does your like landscaping and stuff like that, supposedly. I think that's why those guys wear the little white mask a lot of the time. You know, uh, you know, my friend used to do airbrushing at Dorney Park. And this isn't Dorney Park's. A Dorney Park thing, this is an airbrushing thing. He was like, yeah, the airbrush fumes can give you cancer. They can give you lung cancer. So we have to wear like these breathers and stuff like that. It's like, okay, how many of us have stood next to airbrush? What about the guy that works at the milk bottle stand next to the airbrush stand that's just breathing that shit in? You know what I mean? Like on any boardwalk or whatever, it's not just a lone airbrush stand. It's it's There's other shit around it. Those people aren't wearing masks. You know, just your cell phones, your iPads, supposedly could give you cancer. Well, if those things could give you cancer, well then, why can't your computer also potentially give you cancer if it's receiving wireless signals? Radio towers, 
power plants, all these things. We've been around it forever. Secondhand smoke, firsthand smoke, alcohol, all of it, all of it, processed, polluted, or polluting. We've been around it since birth. Is are, are any of us really capable of living healthy? This is such a wild machine that is churning at such a high speed at this point. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, for Christ's sakes, now you go into the store and you buy organic this or soy that or whatever. Now there are consistently are people saying that that stuff's not catered to properly. And you gotta now you gotta go buy directly from the farm and 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 how do you know what the people are are or are not spraying on their shit at the farm? Just because somebody says paints a, a handmade sign, they grab a piece of balsa wood and take a can of paint like a fucking Norman Rockwell kid would do and write and paint organic on it. And then they have their little stand on the side of the road selling lettuce out of a wheelbarrow. Just be I don't I don't know. Nobody's monitoring that person. How do I how do I know what they did or didn't spray on the shit? And even let's say you find organic let's say you grow shit in your backyard you finally get your own place. You're 22 years old, whatever it is. You finally get your own place. You start a life, blah, blah, blah. You have your own garden in the back. You're growing things yourself. Let's say you finally get to that point. What about the first 21, 22 years? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? There's all that shit about, like, you're not supposed to give babies milk. You're supposed to give them Similac, and then other people argue against that. From the minute you're born... We're not living naturally in any way. Not in this country. We're not. We're not. You know where they live naturally? In like fucking third world countries. Because they don't have factories and shit there. They don't have industry polluting and processing everything. They just don't. And it's horrible because it's a third world country. You know what I mean? Either that or you have to do like tribal living. Like where you're literally living in a jungle or a forest somewhere and living off of the land. But, like, I can't think of any modernized, particularly westernized city that where you're not ingesting chemical shit from the time you're born or animal hormones or whatever. It's, it's, I don't know. I just don't think any of us truly can live healthy. So I try not to, <laughs> I try not to think about it too much. Yeah, this, yeah, this podcast really sounded like I don't think about it too much. Um, what do you want me to say? I'm worried I'm going to die. It scares the shit out of me. It freaks me out. I try to live as best as I can, um, but I also don't go crazy about it. I eat as much plant-based food as, as I can. Try to eat as little meat as I can uh, or protein, you know. Uh, not a ton of red meat. Little white meat chicken, fish. Uh, I try to drink healthy fluids, waters, grape juice. That's good for the good cholesterol. Black coffee. I don't put stuff in it. I try not to eat desserts, eat some fruits. That's it. But I'm not going to be a freak about it. Saturday and Sunday come. I'm getting the fucking quarter pounder. I'm getting the cheesesteak. I'm getting the bucket of fried chicken. I'm having 67 drinks. I'm going to smoke a few cigarettes. I'm going to have a great time. And you know what? When I feel like shit on Monday morning, that's motivation to get back into my diet again for five days. And Saturday morning, when I'm pulling my hair out and I go, I can't eat another piece of lettuce or I'm going to strangle somebody, that gives me an orgasmic relief 
when I'm in a drive-thru saying, I'll take a number two and a number four. Thank you. Balance, people. Balance. Because none of it matters. We're dead when we're dead. So try to balance it out. Let's take it to, to Twitter. Let's go to the Twitter questions. One day I hope I'll get to go. Let's go to the phones, but not yet. That's weird. First question from D.A. Guero 83. D-A-G-U-E-R-O 83. What kind of diet does Mr. DeRosa follow? I just answered that. Um, this is from Charles Landreth. At Charles Landreth, which is D-R-E-T-H. Uh, thought, America is one of two countries, only two countries, that allow direct-to-consumer advertising for prescription drugs. Very interesting. He says that's no good. You know, that, that brings up a very interesting point, because we were talking earlier about uh, your, your doctors applying sort of a blanket approach with healthcare. I almost think the direct-to-consumer advertising with drugs is, t- is, t- is part of the strategy that is taking the heat off the doctors. They actually say in the commercials, ask your doctor about. I think that's what that is. So that that's some kind of weird legal loophole so your doctor can say, hey, you asked me about Levitra. I didn't recommend it. As, you, as your doctor, if you ask me to take something, I can't deny it from you, so I gave it to you. But, but I didn't recommend it. You asked for it. There's something up with that, man. There's something up with that. Here, here's uh, Belinsky. At Belinsky, which is B-A-L-A-N-E-S-K-I. Why are Americans so scared of socialized medicine like Canadians and other countries have? Uh, well, you know, there are a lot of arguments for, obviously, socialized medicine and against socialized medicine. Uh, you know, the most common argument I hear against it is that, um, that there's too much industry based on medicine. And once it gets socialized, it'll damage industry and the economy because these companies won't make profit in the way that they traditionally have for the last 80 years or whatever it's been. Um, That's the best I can regurgitate an argument (laughs) against socialized medicine right now. Uh, But I mean, you know, why are we against it? It's the same reason why we're against anything like that, I would think. There is so much industry at play here, yeah, I don't think this is conspiracy. This is just true. It's, there's so much industry at play here, and so much of our foundation relies on it, if not 100% of our foundation. You can't change it now. You can't, because the system's in place. It's, it's an unchangeable system. It would require a complete overhaul, which would be very complicated and very messy, and our government isn't going to do that, not for us. Are you? No, there's no way they would do that for us. Uh, and I just don't think it'll ever happen. That's why I'm. That's why I always say I don't vote or what. I don't believe change. Real change is possible here. I don't believe it. I think this this snowball's been rolling for long enough, and it's far, far, far too big. It's a runaway boulder, and and that's it. You're not going to stop it. So either you get out of the way of it, or you let it roll over you. But you're you're definitely not going to stop it. Um. This is from North Side Greg. Uh, oh, well, he's actually answering uh, the previous question about socialized medicine. It barely works in Canada. Wouldn't stand a chance with 300 million people. There you go. Have a more educated discussion amongst yourselves because I don't know. You're both better read than I am. Um, 
Okay, let's see. This is from my buddy Weird Fellas at Weird Fellas Two. I'm terrified of the doctors, medical procedures, etc. Panic attack, terrified. Pretty sure it would kill me. Anyone else? You know, it is funny. Like, it's an old uh, uh, sort of adage that gets that gets scoffed at or whatever when people say it. But you know, there are people. Those are like sort of old school blue collar guys, and it's usually guys. I've never really heard women say this, but. Those those sort of old, you know, post World War II mentality men that kind of say like, "I ain't going to the doctor because once you go, all of a sudden something's wrong and then you die." There is something to be said for that, you know. You 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 feel fine. You go in, they go, "Oh shit, this is wrong," and then you're just dead. Now, what is that? Maybe that is like some weird subconscious energy or voice that's that's prodding you to go to the doctor at that time and instructing you and you don't realize it because it knows something's wrong and then you get there and then the thing is wrong. Or maybe it's, you know, there is a thing wrong, but because of the way they handle the thing, it accelerates it and you die. Or maybe it's just a big weird coincidence. But I hear you. I hear you. I hate, hate, hate going to the doctor. Uh, this is from Howlin' Cakehorn. Howlin' as in like, oh! Cake, as in eat, horn, as in wah. Do you use antiperspirant? You hear about toxins not being sweat out, but can't cut an undershirt and deodorant. I'm sorry, wait, let me read that again. Do you use antiperspirant? Yes, I do. Do you, or you hear about toxins not being sweat out? Oh, because of the antiperspirant, it stops you from sweating out toxins. Yes, I have heard that, but I can't cut an undershirt and deodorant alone. Isn't deodorant antiperspirant? It's two different things? It's two different things? Well, what the fuck's the difference? I put on deodorant so I don't sweat. I don't know. Antiperspirant prevents sweat. Deodorant just prevents the smell. Christ, well, I didn't even fucking know. I have heard that deodorant can give you, like, cancer and shit. That's why people use natural deodorants, and they smell like a pile of fucking... Horse dung. It's disgusting. They smell like a barn. I'm not doing it. I'll take the armpit cancer. I will take the armpit cancer to smell like some speed stick. I'm sorry. You ever smell the stick of Old Spice, by the way? Delicious. I want to eat it. Have you been hacked? I don't think so. That comes from Murph Twit. Maybe the joke is because I wanted to talk about health. Um, okay. Here's one from Dirt Fiction. Big supporter of the podcast. At Dirt Fiction. How can someone be skin, skinny, and called in shape? Yet someone who is a little overweight is labeled a fat fuck by the ladies. Well, this sounds like a personal thing, <laughs> Mr. Joe from Big Bean. Um, no, I don't think that's necessarily true. When, I, I know a lot of guys that look at girl certain girls and go, yeah, she's too skinny, man. I'm not into it. And I know a lot of girls that say that about guys that go, oh, he's too skinny. I need a guy with a little meat on him or whatever. So I think that's just maybe the type of, depends on the type of person. Some people like a beanpole. I, I don't like it. Uh, some people like a fat person, you know, or, or a husky person. I don't like that either. I kind of like it right in between. I like a nice thick, kind of right in the middle. So uh, I don't know. Find some different chicks that don't call you a fat fuck, I guess. That's... Any girl that would call you a fat fuck is just a bad person. So if that's happening, just don't talk to those girls anymore. Uh, this is from at 
Ugh, Brett, U-G-H, B-R-E-T-T. What's more worth it, eating miserably and being healthy or eating what makes you happy, yet often running out of breath? Um, Again, I think it's a balance. I think you need your break. I think these people that eat nothing but almonds and, and, uh, you know, uh, soy powders and, and, and kale and whatever else all day long, every day, constantly, no matter what, I think they're sick. I think it's insanity. I also think people that destroy themselves with uh, greasy, fatty foods, which I was someone that did that for a very long time, very, very long time. Um, you know, that's crazy too. You got to have a balance. It's just like anything else. Good with bad, happy with sad, dark with light. It's a yin and a yang, man. You have to have both. Both create balance and let you, and one lets you appreciate the other. Uh, this is from Limpin Cow. Did I already read one from Limpin Cow? No, I don't think so. Limpin Cow writes, isn't it mind-boggling that there are people alive today that can vividly remember people who were treated in the 1860s? Yes. Fine question. <laughs> uh, here's another one from Limpin Cow. The reality of no anesthesia during amputations and no understanding of germs is fairly recent. The advances are amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That is pretty crazy. Well, there's that new TV show out about that called, uh, it's called like the, it's got a weird name. It's called like the Hick or something, or the, I don't know, but Clive Owen's in it. I love Clive Owen. Glad to see Clive Owen back on TV. You know, I was missing Clive Owen. I don't know where he was. He's back. Good. But it's about, it's like, when I love when you see like the doctors like with bloody hands. They didn't even have gloves. Stick their fucking hands in a guy's like kidneys or into his lungs. That's awesome. Um, this is from At Full Fortune. Eat healthy in your 20s. Or is that your time to eat shit while you can still get away with it? Well, I chose it as my time to eat shit, but I also had a high metabolism. So I was lucky. Um, that I could kind of eat junk whenever I felt like it, uh, and I really didn't gain a ton of weight. I, I should weigh literally hundreds of pounds more than I weigh. So uh, I don't know why some people get a nice fast metabolism and others don't, but I lucked out. So uh, I'd say just see how your body reacts to it. You know, If you can get away with it and enjoy it, then get away with it and enjoy it. You know, Those are your years when you party and stuff, right? So why not? And if your body's reacting poorly, then don't do it. Uh, let's see. Okay, we have time for one more. Uh, I think we have one more here that I missed. Here it is. This is from at Tom as... Jesus Christ. What the fuck? How do you say that? Okay. Oh, that's just his last name. I thought it was Tom and then a last name. His whole last name is... This, okay, this is from at... Tom S. Ev. Ick Milan? I don't know. T-O-M. Oh, no. It's his last name that... Jesus Christ. This couldn't be more confusing if I tried. T-O-M-A-S-E-V-I-C-M-I-L-A-N. That's the handle. Which would you pick? Eating healthy but never working out again? Or eating whatever you want but having to work out every day? And I'm really stumped on that one. That's a perfect last question. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with eating healthy and never working out again. 
because you can eat you can eat healthy and delicious. It might cost you a few bucks, but you know, like you could eat lobster as part of like a healthy diet. You know, it depends on how healthy. If you're talking like meat twice a week, like the like the Mediterranean diet, then no, no fucking way. Um, but if you're talking like, oh, you could eat like meat every day and like whatever, as long as you don't go nuts, then I would choose that. You know, you have a steak twice a week, once a week, lobster once, twice a week. That's how I would do it, you know. Uh, sandwiches. I don't know. Could you eat sandwiches? Maybe. Depends, man. The diet I'm on now, which is mostly vegetarian and protein at dinner. No, I would take I would take eating like shit and then and then just working out, forcing myself to work out every day. I'd I'd wait. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking that one. Eating like shit, but I got to work out every day. I wouldn't care. I'd go to bed happy if I could go to bed like with a cheesesteak and some ice cream. And I wouldn't care like oh, I got to get up in 8 hours and take a jog or something. That's fine with me. I don't care. So I would do that. I would do that. Anyway, that's a perfect note to end on because I really think that reflects two sides of this very, very complicated two-sided argument. Thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe. Go to iTunes, download it, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We appreciate it. You can also get the podcast on Stitcher or at JoeDeRosaComedy.com. Uh, you can find all the other info about me there as well. Upcoming plugs. Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Acme Comedy Club, August. Uh, check the website for dates or my website for dates. Um, September, I'll be in Toronto for the Just for Laughs Festival. Again, check my website for dates on that. And, and September 2nd, my new album, Mistakes Were Made, the B-Sides. Double disc of B-Side material that's been recorded, unreleased stuff in the last seven years or so. Uh, that comes out September 2nd digitally. It's available for pre-order now on iTunes. Thanks for listening, guys. Happy birthday to anybody else whose birthday it is. And whatever. <laughs>